Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Believe in Falcons. I am your host, Will McFadden, and joining me as always, former Falcons fullback who has never lost to the New York Jets. <laughs> Ovi Mahaley, what's up, Ovi? How you doing, man? I'm doing great, Will. I'm doing great, man. It's uh, it's a happy day. It's a happy day because Falcons won again, finally. <laughs> finally, they had to go overseas to do it. Um, but whatever it takes, you know, you sometimes you gotta you gotta break a little losing streak by hopping on a plane, getting a little jet lagged, shock to your system, and then come out, you know. Let Kyle Pitts uh, wreak havoc <laughs> on a Jets defense. Yeah, <laughs> whatever, yeah. whatever it takes. Um, but what before we we're going to dive deep into all of this, I just kind of want to know your overall thoughts on the game, big picture wise, because it was a little <clears throat> bit of a, a topsy turvy, I think, showing for Atlanta. They started out really hot, looked like clearly the best team on the field. Almost like yeah. the 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 corrections had been made after the Washington game. It was like they took all the best parts of that game and left all the crappy parts behind. Um, but then the second half came, and it almost started out eerily similar to the Washington yeah. game, where the Tevin Coleman almost broke a, a kickoff return for a touchdown at the very start of the second half, and then the Falcons kind of started shooting themselves in the foot a little bit there. So, what do you take away big picture from this game? Is this a a great win because any win is a great win or is it a little bit concerning given that we saw some of the tendencies that have bitten the Falcons in the butt over recent seasons? I'd say it's a great win. I mean, it's hard to win in the NFL. It's hard to put four quarters together that are per- perfect. Only the best of the best teams do that. So just the fact that we got to the 17-0 lead and we didn't blow the lead. Yeah, they came back a little bit, but we didn't blow the lead. That was a, you know, a mighty victory in the Atlanta Falcons fans' eyes and the Falcons organization because we could have uh, mailed in after that Washington football team loss. Uh, that that was such an ugly one, such uh, you know one that we should have had. There could have been players, coaches, and you know people uh, all the way around said, you know what, let's just worry about next year. Let's get the draft yeah. pick. Let's you know kind of shut things down. Let's go into that you know uh, uh, lower gear. I've seen it happen a lot of times. So I'm just happy they, especially with that long flight, came out and showed that they still are a uh, above-average team. I think that the Falcons, they're not world beaters and they're not you know playoff killers, but they are an above-average team if they play up to their potential. So in the big picture, I think it's great they're going to this bye week so they can really kind of soak in this win and just bask in that glow of, we're not as crappy as we thought we were. Um <laughs> Because if you didn't beat the Jets, you're you're a crappy team. You're a yeah, real shitty team if you can't beat the Jets. And tough. we, thank God, we're, we're able to. So I, I'm feeling positive, upbeat about this Falcons. Yeah, I, I am too. Uh, I think that last week, obviously, I was a lot doom and gloom. Uh, yeah, but you are. Uh, probably probably warranted. Um, we'll, we'll get into the nuances. I, I don't know if I'm ready to... Totally buy into this team after today's performance, but it was certainly yeah. better than the alternative. Um, so before we dive much, much deeper into this game, let's take a quick break and hear from today's sponsor. Football is back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another great season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this year. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds. Props and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B L E A V, to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Ovi, I think I have to give you a lot of credit because 
wasn't your prediction for this game 27-20? I think it was. I think it was. So that kudos was the, to you. Nice hat, was it not? Hat, hat tip to you, my friend. I, great, great, uh, great pick there. But I want to know, in your mind's eye, is this the way that you saw the game playing out when you predicted 27-20? No, I, I didn't see us losing uh, or, or kind of let the thing slip at the end. I thought that would be more of a fight from the uh, Jets early on. But, God, poor, uh, poor Zach, uh, th- their quarterback, goodness gracious. I'm sure he'll be good year two or three. I told uh, you, man, year. it's it's one Ooh. step forward, two steps back with, with wow, Zach Wilson so far. And we called it. We said that he's going to throw up some interceptions. or he's gonna And throw that's sack, right? I, I yeah. specifically remember mentioning – he's going to turn a four-yard sack into like a 17-yard sack. And that's what he did at the very end as, of the game. As he did. So, uh, no, that that is uh, – I, I saw the game, you know, us winning the game because we're just way too good. And uh, Matthew Ryan Ice uh, <laughs> is not going down like that. It was already bad no. enough that Taylor Heineke seemed to outduel Matt Ryan. He's not letting Zach Wilson, uh, the, the QB from the Jets, outduel him. That's I just don't see the Matt Ryan that I know, and he was my neighbor for a little bit. I'm I'm up here in uh, in Duluth, and uh, and he was uh, in the same neighborhood as me. I used to go out, uh, go to his house, and we pl- uh, play uh, video games and work out and good stuff. And hey, I, I know Matt pretty well, just from the the fire that resides in his belly. Oh, he's yeah. not allowing somebody no. named Zach Wilson, who was a rookie, went for the Jets <laughs> to outduel him. And they always say the quarterbacks always say this is not. Brady versus Manning. Right. I don't even yeah. play against them. It's not a quarterback versus quarterback duel. I'm just here to play. All that PC stuff is cool. End of the day, it is, you know, quarterback versus quarterback. Because yeah. if I, as a quarterback, go out there and score, move the chains, keep the ball, manage my offense better than the guys, other guy does, it doesn't matter about the defense. <laughs> I got to out-duel that guy. And right. he did it this game. I remember I, I tried to get Matt on – a question kind of just like that, because you're right. That's the standard answer for a quarterback. It's, well, you know, it's it's not me versus Aaron Rodgers because I'm worried about the Packers defense. I'm not worried about Aaron Rodgers. Yep. You know, he's going to do what yep. he does. I got to do what I got to do. Standard, typical answer. So I remember one time asking Matt, hey, you guys are playing the Panthers. Luke Keekley, one of the greatest linebackers in this game, a quarterback on defense. Just what's it like going mano y mano against somebody really smart, went to Boston College, just like Matt did, you know, like cerebral guy. He basically gave me the exact same answer. He was like, you know, Luke's great, great player, smart guy, but we're focused on us. We, we got to execute our game plan. He's, he's re- and I was like, ah, you're just, you're good at this. You're not giving me anything here. Um, yep. So that, that, but Matt had a great game. Um, but Kyle Pitts, we said if there was if there was a really a path to victory for this team this week, Kyle Pitts would have to be a big part of it. And boy, was he. Yep. What did you think about the showing from the rookie tight end? His first 100 plus yard game, he finished with 119 yards and his first career touchdown came overseas. Uh, just a great showing from Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Well, I, I want to say it's, it's about gosh darn time, but then when I look <laughs> at it, I'm like, it's only week five. I'm like, so right, it, yeah. it, it, you know, he actually is a, a above schedule. I think you said he needed he to grow be. a pair. If I remember correctly last week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I said he you know, needed to nut up a little bit, and you know, and kind of yeah, man up and and realize that they have an accelerated time schedule timetable <laughs> for guys who go in the uh, first round. First top five picks because yep. I, I want to say let's shoot him with baby gloves and let's you know kind of you know baby him along, but because he was picked so high, no, there's no time yeah. for that. He's no time for that. And, and what I love is that he responded because there is a lot of pressure. There's you, there's me, and a thousand other <laughs> uh, dimwits on their podcasts and their television shows and their radio shows saying Kyle Pitts got to do this and Kyle Pitts got to do that. You hear that stuff. Like there's it's impossible not to hear that stuff. Right. And some people can't manage the the noise. The noise, the noise that comes from the media and your friends and your family. Cause that's a whole other uh mental aspect of the game. There there are now back when I was, 
you know, in the NFL, there wasn't uh, that. But now there's like mental coaches. Like you'll have your trainer, oh, yeah. you'll have your yoga coach, you'll have your, you know, guy who's going to do the massage. And you'll have a mental coach. You'll, you'll have somebody who just yep. helps you with the mind game. I don't know if Kyle has that in an official capacity. I don't know if the Falcons have an official well, capacity. There's a, there's a whole room uh, adjacent to the weight room in, in the training facility where they do mental like strain testing where they basically yeah. put you in like in kind of a mental um, fatigue and then test your decision making and really try to teach and train. Okay. It's the fourth quarter. You're tired. You've been playing all game long. Like yeah. you are just drained. How is your body going to respond? How are you going to function? How do you uh -huh. make these decisions? And that's actively something that the NFL they're, they're teaching and training their, their guys on. But um, no, to your point, these, they hear everything. I mean, they, yeah. they're aware. It's, it's a talking point when you kind of say, look, media is going to say what they're going to say. We're focused on this. We don't pay attention. No, no they, you're, they're human beings. They understand and, everything. And that's and, why I'm so excited about Kyle yeah, Pitts and what exactly. he's done. Because even through the noise, even through the high expectations, like, like Julio Jones, when Julio came here, he knew that it was going to be, if he made one mistake, if he didn't, you know, uh, uh, measure up, there's immediately going to be a backlash, a bust, yeah. get the bum out of here, blah, blah, blah. And Kyle <laughs> Pitts, because of the mediocre first couple of games, has been hearing whispers. And so but for it, him but to come took, out and play this game was huge. It took Julio a couple of games. I think, what was it, his it third game? When he, he, it was against Indianapolis. I think it was week three when he caught his first two touchdown passes. But yeah, it, it wasn't like he exploded onto the scene his very it, first game. No, no. And again, we are so spoiled. It's week five. And we're <laughs> right. like, why hasn't he done anything yet? It's, it's week five. It, it, yeah. Taking three or four games to acclimate to the speed of the NFL is, you know, normal uh, for, for yeah. any rookie. So uh, I'm, I'm happy, though, when we needed him the most. And because uh, we had no one else to go to, he, he showed up. He stepped up. It's just good to see. It's like a feel-good story. Like you watch one of those Lifetime movies and, yeah. you know, has a happy ending. And you're like, all right, this is the Kyle Pitts Lifetime movie where he finally gets that 100-yard game. It's <laughs> good. I like this. I'll watch it again. Yeah, it's it's Ted Lasso, but in real life. Um, yeah, there you I, go. I I I really like. It seems almost like Kyle, like they they drafted a little bit of a Julio personality clone because it seems like yep. Kyle's so unassuming, right? Like you, yep. So many really good dominant players have a certain swagger about them, and they want to make themselves seen and heard, and just they they make a big play and they're flexing, and it's like making a big show about it. It just seems yep. like. <laughs> the eye roll that Kyle Pitts had when when he made a big play and then there was a, a penalty kind of called and it it came back because of a holding or something like that. That was the most emotion I think we've gotten out of Kyle Pitts all season. <laughs> yep. And it was just he was slightly annoyed oh. at the fact that like his big his big play didn't count, which yep. fine. Be annoyed. I would be annoyed too. So I love that. Be more than annoyed. Um and and it's you know who has nine catches for 119 yards and a touchdown. Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, like Darren Waller. These yeah, Kyle Pitts did that in his fifth game. And yes, it's the Jets. It's it, the, the bar was probably as low as it could be for Kyle Pitts yeah. to do this. He got so many looks because Calvin Ridley's out, Russell Gage is out, blah, blah, blah. The point is that he did it. And yep. there are going to be games when they have to rely on Kyle Pitts. And he proved today that if you have to lean on him, you can win a football game. And that is what I think the biggest takeaway from today's action is. But we touched on it a little bit earlier. Another huge takeaway, Matt Ryan's in midseason form, man. He had, he had a couple of slow games to start out. He has been on fire the last three yeah. weeks. And he's not somebody who has a tendency to cool off. How uh, excited and optimistic should Falcons fans be based on the way Matt Ryan is playing right now. They should be extremely excited. They, they should, uh, especially the Matt Ryan haters, and there's a lot of them, they should all be <laughs> so looking many. very closely to the production that Matt is giving you. They should look at what Matt's putting on paper because it, it, it's fun and cute and sometimes, uh, uh, you know, in thing to do to rag on Matt Ryan. It's just an easy target. You make all the yeah. money and he's the face of the franchise. Matt Ryan's not this. Matt Ryan's not that. We need to get another quarterback. The man is a Hall of Famer. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it very 
very proudly, the man is a Hall of Famer that I got the chance to play with. Matt Ryan cannot be replaced by uh, a Justin Fields. You know, he can't be replaced by, you know, some other rookie quarterback savior. He's going to be, um, um, you know, one of the best quarterbacks the Falcons have ever had easily. And he's one oh, who yeah. we get to experience and appreciate him right now because he can win games all by himself yep. with a bunch of guys. Thank God we had Kyle Pitts, but with Tajay <laughs> Sharp, uh, Alameda Sakias, and, you know, whoever the receivers were. Think about were. that. Say that again. Say those names. Those were the starting receivers today. Tajay yep. Sharp, Alameda Zacchaeus, Matt Ryan won this football game. Yeah, he did. That, that's what that's what, <laughs> that's what you know, gr- not good, great quarterbacks do. Yes. You take the route tree, you take these pieces, and you find a way to go through your progressions so quickly. So uh, you throw uh, safeties off with your eyes, use all these old school tricks, and you just march the ball down the field. That's what Matt can do. And yep. this is one of the few situations where his just, I guess, the weapon that he had through the passing attack helped to open up our run game because they respected Matt Ryan so much that we were able to not have you know, a bunch of guys in the box. Uh, they, they were like, all right, we got to cover because Matt's going to go off. And yeah, we know that they're losing, they're missing the receivers, but they're beating us through the air. Let's uh, stop that first. Then we go to the ground. We have Cordero Patterson and Mike Davis doing their thing. Well, that's that's actually, I think, a phenomenal point by you because the biggest thing that I've noticed, I think, going back and re-watching some of the games, the Giants game in particular, there's no Derrick Henry on this offense. And nope. I think that the way that Arthur Smith in Tennessee really utilized his offensive scheme was the run game was the focal point. And then you really passed off of the threat of the run. And they had so many two receiver routes and they did that a lot against New York as well. But the difference was the Giants were dropping like seven, eight guys back into coverage. Two yep. receivers against zone that dense is, is just not going to work. And it wasn't. That's why the Falcons only scored 17 points and barely. But I kind of like the notion that maybe Arthur Smith is learning that the Falcons with Matt Ryan at quarterback can be a pass first team with the pass as the threat that then really opens up the run game. And you can do both things in the NFL. I do believe that you can pass to set up the run, even though I know you probably are a bigger fan of the traditional let's run to set up the pass, like establish your physicality. Let's dominate yes. the line of scrimmage. Yes. It's a great All way back. to win. I'm, I'm not going to begrudge you that. It's it's so much fun when you can uh, when you can do that. But I do think that there is a, a little bit of a middle ground that the Falcons can can employ here. And I really I think that we're seeing that the way that the Falcons are utilizing their running backs is probably just the way that they're going to do it for the rest of the year. Right. They're going to get both Corderell Patterson and Mike Davis touches. Corderell is probably going to be a bigger part of the passing game than than Mike Davis. but. Mike is still going to be their kind of nose uh, grunting running back who's just going to be there. They're kind of like bread and butter when it's a rundown. Mike Davis is in there, even though Corderell is is averaging, I think, more yards per carry. Mike Davis just does bring the running back physicality that will wear down defenses. And that's what running backs really are valuable for in today's game is just punishing a defense, making them hurt. They got to tackle you every single play. And Mike Davis does that, right? Yeah. And, uh, and so that's where I think they're just going to stick with that. They shouldn't change it. There's no reason why they should change it. Um, we have to find out who we are and quickly yeah. because we have been uh, struggling to find our identity. We, we thought that we could kind of you know create one for ourselves and set it, but we've had to be flexible and morph around injuries and uh you know lack of production and new weapons that we've uncovered and so in part of forming our, our identity that that two-headed monster with patterson and mike davis it, it is a weapon when used effectively so i, I love it i love what arthur smith is doing with it i think that we're going to be able to win here's the fun part win some games that we shouldn't win because yeah. the jets were supposed to beat the jets we're supposed right. to beat the football team supposed to beat the giants the nfc east all of them we're supposed to beat them cowboys <laughs> We can go, you know, head to head and have a fight, but we're supposed to beat the rest of these uh, yahoos. Now, I want to see us win a game we're not supposed to win. I want to see us reach up there and, and grab victory out the jaws of defeat. And I think we kind of set the stage to where 
we, we have a flat line. We have a baseline for what we could do with our weapons. And Arthur Smith and DPs are seeing when they move people around, you know, how they can get to the quarterback, how we can, you know, find ways to, to block better and how we can, you know, just put our, um, you know, playmakers on the field. Yeah, I, I think that kind of what you're saying about winning games that you shouldn't win or that you're not expected to win. That's why I was so upset, I think, last week is that it proved that this team is still capable of losing games that they should win um, instead of winning games that they're expected to lose. Yeah. I do think that we'll see that. We'll get to this in, in a second because this is kind of the overall point that I want to make about this game. But I still don't know if today convinced me that the Falcons are completely over that habit of losing games that they're expected to win. Um, <laughs> oh, no, but, but we'll, they didn't convince you. We're a step in the right direction. But no, this, this <laughs> yeah. does not say the Falcons have arrived. By no means, my friend, right. William, have we arrived. <laughs> no. And uh, that second half proved it to us. But, but we, we won. So we, that, And that that is the most important. Because until you figure it out, winning is, is the best strategy. Um, but I think that the, the identity of this team, we do need to start factoring in the defense a little bit. Early on in this game, defense were shutting down the Jets. They, they didn't yeah. have a first down, I think, until their third or fourth series on offense. Uh, they, they got a couple turnovers in this game, some sacks. Uh, what did you think about the way that the defense played today? Um, and do you think that we're going to see more of this and the way they played against the Giants? Or do you think that this is still going to be kind of an up and down uh, limbo season for this unit. I think the defense is. Uh, I, I love what you're saying. The defense has got to, you know, start becoming part of the conversation when you talk about our strengths because we are seeing DPS, you know, create something that, that I really like. And yeah. uh, you know, some, some stats. Uh, the past TDs we've allowed coming to this game, uh, eleven. Uh, that's the most or the worst uh, interceptions we've had. Zero. That's the fewest. The worst. <laughs> You know, the QB rate allows 120.1 is the highest. Like, we're we're bad on defense. We're bad, <laughs> bad, bad. But uh, against the Jets, I know it's the Jets. But still, zero pass CD is allowed, one interception, QB rating 63.5. Like, that's that's good stuff. And, and I, I, I'm not going to keep on saying it's the Jets because we've played bad against bad teams before. And so finally yeah. showing up against a team we're supposed to show up against uh, uh, Jacob Tuati, uh, Tuati Mariner, I can't pronounce his name correctly. Yep. You know, a couple of uh, guys, we got a couple of uh, sacks. We got uh, in the backfield, we were having pressures. Like, I was enjoying the defense do their thing. And it, <laughs> I think it's just hopefully just a, a sign of what's to come. Yeah. I mean, I like, I think the biggest thing with this defense so far that's been frustrating is it is very boomer bust. Is yeah. you've got the, the Giants game in this game where you shut out pretty much another team. I mean, you're, you're allowing two touchdowns and then you get the, what sucks is that the Tampa Bay game, I guess technically counts as like a point scored, but that's not really on the defense. Cause there were two pick sixes. That's 14 yeah. points that gets credited towards Atlanta's defense. So that's really going to knock them down. But it was, it was kind of like the Tampa and the Washington game and, and, maybe the Eagles a little bit, but they have been very boom or bust. We just have to hope that they're trending more towards boom. Obviously you're not going to be playing the jets and the giants every single week. And so it's only going to get harder from here, but it was still a very positive thing to see the defense, especially with a lot of younger guys really having to step up into roles. Jalen Hawkins getting that interception today. Uh, Ade Ogundeji mm -hmm. getting his first sack of his NFL career. I mean, Young guys were really stepping up, and that's been a theme, I think, so far this season for Arthur Smith's Falcons is young guys being put into positions to really have an impactful um, turn on this team. And so far, they've, they've kind of been rising to uh, expectation here. But there was or there were a couple of, I think, troubling um, tendencies that the Falcons had on Sunday. And, and I mentioned the still showing the ability to lose games that they should win. Yep. They fumbled a lot of balls. They dropped a lot of passes. Yeah. Uh, is this a one game hiccup 
Or do you think that this is something to be maybe worried about moving forward? Something to be worried about moving forward. You can't make any mistakes when you're playing a good team. I get, I get, it's, it's the Jets. I'm glad we won, but we can make yeah. mistakes and beat the Jets uh, yeah. and beat them soundly. Uh, you are playing uh, Tampa Bay or you're playing the Cowboys. You're playing you know, Aaron Rodgers. Any, any good team, you got to have perfect plays. you, you got to not beat yourself. Fumbling the ball, not drop, catching balls that are right in front of you, that's beating yourself. You know, jumping yeah. off sides, having these penalties where Kyle Pitts has a huge catch and you know one of your offensive linemen is holding or or you know offsides or has a penalty, you can't recover from that against good teams. And all you need is one of those to put you out of position to win. And you make several of them. Just pack your bags, go home. So I, I am a little bit concerned about the fact that we still haven't tightened up our, our play because that's going to I mean that's a mark of great teams. And I've been a part of some right. great teams in Baltimore yep. and Atlanta. And when we were playing, we just had that professionalism. Even our young guys, they took from the old guys and were precise with their splits, the lineup, the snap count, with uh, their tempers. They played to the edge and over the edge, but they're not getting a penalty. They just <laughs> did not want to beat ourselves yeah. because we knew that to be one of the best teams, we had to be efficient. We had to be tight. We had to be sharp. And we were that. This Falcons team is not that. I mean, yeah. the, the, the perfect opportunity. So what you're saying, I, I can picture a Baltimore team, beginning of your career, early 2000s, just professional as hell, like you yeah. said. Uh, just a, a professional football team, man. Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, they're not letting anything go no. on defense. You guys are on offense. Those guys would come to the offense and be real. Hey, hey, yeah, get, get it shit together. together. Hey, yeah. you, offense <laughs> line, stop them all sides. Stop it. Stop it. Like they, exactly. they literally yeah. would come into the offensive, like breakdown meet room and let us know the standard of excellence that was expected. And yeah. I loved it because unfortunately we had like Kyle Bowler leading us as our quarterback. <laughs> it was a horrendous <laughs> mess. And so it, it, it was Jamal Lewis was our bell cow. That was our offense. Yeah. Ray was like, just keep the ball as long as possible, Jamal. <laughs> like we, Kyle, don't throw an interception. Let's just. Grind it out. We'll get you three and out. Back to you. Y'all grind it out. But the level of, of you know, just the expectations that we had there from the youngest man, the, lo- the lowliest of us to the superstars was all to be excellent. And, yeah. you know, not every team has that expectation or is enforcing that expectation. The biggest kind of, I guess, uh, dichotomy between a team like that that you're just describing and what I saw today in this Falcons game. And, and I don't want to pile on Hayden Hurst because I, I think he is the consummate professional and, and everything like that. But the fumble that he had in the second quarter, when the Falcons were inside of the red zone and they were up 17 to nothing late in the second quarter and he fumbles. And then the jets march down the field and I believe score a field goal on, on that possession. Yep. That's the difference in a blowout and a seven point win. If yep. Hayden Hurst scores, if he, he, he wasn't even going to score on that play, if he if yeah. he holds onto the ball and the Falcons score a touchdown on that drive, that's 24 to nothing with yep. two minutes and 12 seconds left. The, the Jets are packing it in. Yep. You know that. I mean, you know that Absolutely. as well as I do. They're going into halftime and they're like, man, we're we got to score. What four times to win this? We got to score four touchdowns to win this game. We we haven't gotten five first first downs in this game. Like we're not doing that. Like they're they're folding it in. Yep. Instead, you turn the ball over. You gave them a little bit of life. So change the game, right? Like you said, they can't afford to do that against good teams. They also can't afford to continue to give up gigantic kickoff returns at the start of the second half. Um, so they need to get that figured out. Whatever's going on there. Uh, but we are now that there's a 17 game season, I have no idea where the quarter point of the year comes, but we're five games in. So that's as good of a quarter as, as any, I say, hmm. how do you feel about this team uh, going into the bye week? What, what are you excited about? What worries you? And what do you think they need to clean up um, with this week off? Well, what I was excited about is that um, the jets had what? Seven sacks coming into the game. Yeah. Yeah. And, this game, they had zero sacks, right? I believe so, yeah. So 
That's amazing. Like that alone, <laughs> we should like have a parade. We only ever talk about the offensive line. line when they're bad, right? We we we're so bad about that as fans. We Nobody are. ever talks about the offensive line when they're good. No, no. That, I mean, it's like a fullback. You don't care about me when I'm, when I'm good or when I'm great. It's only when I mess up, miss a block, drop a yeah. five yard pass. Oh, old Haley, the bum, get him out of here. No, um, <laughs> the offensive line was amazing after that long yep. flight and being groggy and. You know, and oh, let me you know get a cup of tea and wake myself up. No, they 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 came to play. At least they came to protect Matt Ryan. That's what they came to do. And yeah, uh, we were really uh, ragging on my my boy, the left guard, rookie uh, offensive lineman, Jalen Mayfield. Jalen Mayfield, and he uh, he's got he's better really well. Yeah, yes, and, and that's a great thing because you spend a draft pick on somebody. This isn't the Thomas Dimitrov uh, uh, years where. Draft picks are gone after a year three, and you just throw them away. That's why we were such, such a hole because our draft picks didn't pan out. We need our draft picks to pan out, and so. Well, I I would remind you that four of the five offensive linemen are Thomas Dimitrov draft picks. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm, I'm talking <laughs> about Jalen because he was the guy in question, and yeah. so our our draft picks need to be people who can contribute. Uh, and I I'm just really excited that we can get to a point where. We can protect Matt Ryan because he he's yeah. the future. He, he's the franchise. He, he's he's the, the, the king uh, of the Falcons' uh, offensive production and of our really overall team morale. But to answer your question, where I think we are, I said before after you know just seeing us uh, fight against Tampa Bay, oh, we're going undefeated, and we should have been <laughs> undefeated uh, into the bye yeah. week. We're not you know where we want to be. Two two and three is not as good as three and two. Yep. But um, I, I still feel like we're in a great spot to to make a run and and maybe sneak into the playoffs. We're not going to win the division. That's Tampa Bay's. Uh, they they own they own that. And even the Saints. I, I want to see what we're going to do against the Saints. I know that throw the record out the window when we play the Saints because of the rivalry. But I still would love to see how we measure up against good teams. So mm-hmm. I'd love to say we're on our way. But like you you mentioned before. I'm not convinced with with the you know mistakes that we still had, and we beat the Jets team. I'm not convinced that that we're all the way there, but I'm hopeful, and I see enough to where I can be be I can confidently say that we have a fighting chance. And all I need is a chance. Last year, this time, you know, there's no chance. You know, yeah. we just, we we want them to lose. We want a draft pick. We we, we want to get you know uh, uh uh what's his name DQ Dan Quinn and. This, out of this, here, time, so. this time last year, through Jeez. five after the fifth game, Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov were fired. So tomorrow oh. Oh. would be the, the day That's that right. everybody got that letter. How about that, man? Yep. That like oh and, and, and I get they're they're people, they have jobs. It's not nice to root against people to lose their jobs. Well, but, DQ's uh, they're doing fine. fine in Dallas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're they're fine because coaches have guaranteed contracts. So they fire them. Oh, boo-hoo. They still have their money. Uh, and they're going to get hired anyway, unlike players. So <laughs> I, they 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 had to go. Thank God they went. And the Falcons you know, almost made a well, – it was scary because you didn't want them to do too good because they would keep everybody. Keep, I was like, no, get rid of everybody. Let's have a, a complete redo. I, I love uh, – I think it was Raheem that uh, yeah. took over. He did, did yeah, a decent Ron. job, but still, we needed – we needed this. We needed a, a, a redo for the Falcons franchise. Matt Ryan deserves better, and I think he has it now. So we're, we're close to being the team that that we want to be. Well, it's, I mean, not to not to go on a tangent, but you got Dan Quinn now succeeding in Dallas. Raheem Morris uh, seems like he's doing great over with the Rams. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian's we're all happy. Steve Sarkeesian's over here just taking Oklahoma right down to the wire. Hey. Jeff Ulbricht's uh, up in New York with with Robert Sala. Like people are a great thing. Yeah, people are going to better better places than Atlanta. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. Um, but uh, no, I, I the Washington. The reason they lost the Washington game is still the the thing that's my hold up with this team. They've yet to prove to me that they won't like lose the games that they should win. That they are winning. Like they they should have won that Washington game. We should be sitting here at three and two. And if it's three and two, you are tied with Carolina and New Orleans right now in the division. And you feel so different about this team going into the bye week. Um, But they lost Washington. And 
even though that was kind of a little bit of a weird fluky loss, they still lost. And even though today was kind of a, a weird win, they still won. And that's kind of all that matters in this league. Um, so I guess we can wrap up our, our real conversation about today's game. Uh, and we can get into a, a few more specific player focused things uh, with the Monday morning meeting tomorrow. They're, they're flying back from London. You have to be really happy uh, with the win just for that reason alone, because you were kind of terrified at the prospect of this team and these players having to lose this game and get on an eight hour flight back to Atlanta where they're going to land probably right now at 10 (laughs) o'clock and, you know, have to do it, but they won. So party on the, on the flight back. uh, And now they can go into the bye week uh, with a win, but tomorrow morning when they review the film before everybody gets the week off, who do you think uh, comes out of that really well? Uh, well, I mean, Matt Ryan is breaking records, you know, passing Eli for yep. all time this and all time that, and, and he knows it. And you know, he has the same cool demeanor. <laughs> oh, uh, I broke another record. No, I didn't even know that. I'm just playing my He's game. Texting Eli after the game. <laughs> What's up, bro? Feel <laughs> no. number two. <laughs> he uh. Um, he, he he plays PC very well, but at the end of the day, he knows uh, what legacy means, and he he knows the importance of the uh, the, the landmarks that he's crossing or the, the, the you know momentous occasions that are occurring uh, in yep. his time here. But they mean nothing unless you win a Super Bowl. Like like you don't want to be a Dan Marino that had a lot of great yards and great stats, but don't don't have a ring. Like that stuff hurts. Like. I never expected the rain because I'm a fullback and I, you know, I can't really end of the day, you know, determine if we're going to win or lose by my play. I can help. I mean, I'm yeah. a pretty decent, you know, role play in the run game, but not like a quarterback. Like you, you right. go home and cry your eyes out. If you feel like you made mistakes that kept you from winning. So, so Matt Ryan is a guy, I think he, he's, uh, he's going to be happy. He's going to have a, a good Monday morning <laughs> meeting. He's going to be, Really praised uh, by coaches and teammates for taking a ragtag group and being able to elevate their level of play to something that allowed them to get a win. Because there are a lot of people who play great but can't make people around them play great. Matt can do both. I think we, when we talk about quarterbacks, like the the quarterbacks that we talk about really elevating or being like the best player on their offense, are usually the dual threat quarterbacks. Right. Because we're able to see Kyler Murray run with the ball in his hands and make impact plays and things like that. But today, given the fact that he was without Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage and just really depleted, especially at the wide receiver position, Matt Ryan was the best player on the Falcons offense today. And he had to play like the best player on the Falcons offense. And he did. And that's sometimes easy to overlook when the dude's not running for. 60 yards and picking up first downs on third and 12 and whatever Matt Ryan played his ass off and made all the completions threw balls to less talented guys and stuck it right where they weren't able to drop it. Uh, he, he did so well, but the other guy who's who really um, stepped up for this team is Kyle Pitts. And that's why he's going to get my award for this. How can you give it to anybody else? It's yeah, he, he broke out, dude. He that one handed catch on the run. That was a, Bullet for Matt Ryan, pulled it in. I have to know how how big this guy's hands are because it seems like he just catches everything that comes his way. It's insane. I'm so excited to have him on this uh, on this team and part of this franchise for the foreseeable future because we get to root for him. And it seems like he's going to have a lot of plays um, worth rooting for. My bad uh, meeting room experience is not just one player because I couldn't identify any single one player, but it's the kickoff coverage unit, man. Yeah. Like, Stop, yeah, get stop them. giving up. Get, get those guys. Stop, get stop giving guys. up 70-yard returns. You, oh. What are we doing? That, that jump-started the Jets. You were winning by 14 points at halftime. They all of a sudden moved the ball down to the 30. Their offense hadn't been doing anything all game long, yeah. and you're just going to put them right in the red zone? It's killing me. Stop doing it right after halftime. What's <laughs> happening? Stop it. Don't do it again. No, that's a great one. And, and you know, as a fullback who, you know, was a special teams uh, contributor in a big way because I had to be or else yeah. I wouldn't have made uh, any teams, Ravens yeah. or, or the Falcons. 
I, I know how when we see blood in the water, when we see a team that's uh, vulnerable, that we can actually get those uh, uh, big gains on, big big runs on, we practice a little bit harder. We scheme a little bit harder. The you know the the, the coaches on the other side, special teams coaches, they salivate and they they kind of you know recreate things. And we're like, all right, not once, not twice. This could happen multiple times. This is a bad special teams unit. Still, we put on paper on film that we are a, a tight, you know, hard hitting, you know, very disciplined special teams unit. We're gonna keep on getting gassed because. Guys are giving us their best shot. I know for a fact because I've been there. When you don't think you have a chance, you're especially the guys who play in offensive defense. You're trying to save yourself for offensive defense. We're not going yeah, yeah. super duper hard. Now, the guys who only play special teams, of course, they're going hard. That's all they do. They want to keep their job. But the guys, you know, like me or receiver or these linebackers, you know, they'll go hard, but they're not going all out. Everything they got, every last bit of energy, you know, given the ultimate maximum effort, we're not doing that. We got games yeah. to win on offense and defense, so we think. But special teams uh, is a huge part of it, and the Falcons and the Falcons players have not been given it its due, and not been given the uh, the attention or the effort or definitely the execution necessary to win. So you're right. Put put them on, on, on your, your crap list. They they need to <laughs> you know be given some lashes or uh, a dunce hat because that is going to be a huge huge weakness for the Falcons. We could finally do everything right. Offense, defense, bam, special teams. Grab one back. You know, bam, special teams. Yeah. You know, punt, punt cover. You know, they're running the it's back. It's what again. cost them against Washington. Uh, so we got to fix that soon. Uh, my bad Monday meeting is the same thing that you kind of mentioned earlier. Uh, I say a, a pox upon the special teams kickoff cover. <laughs> a, a pox upon them and all that they do to try and fail to kick off the cover well. I, I don't know. As a special teams guy, I feel like that they are just – putting stuff on paper that's going to give the whole league free reign yeah. to go hard on us. Because once you know that there's blood in the water, once you know that there's uh, a weakness in, in that special teams place, there, there are teams who, bad teams, who say, you know, we can get an edge on the Falcons because we can gash them here or gash them there. And there are guys who go a little bit harder when they know that we can actually be, uh, you know, uh, you know, contribute or we can gain an edge here because most guys are looking forward to the next defensive play or offensive play and they're yeah. not going to go all out unless they're just special teams guys but they will well, and, if they feel like they can and there there's also another part to that where injuries take a a big toll on that because yeah. special teams is the part of the roster where injuries are actually felt the most because yeah. when you have the next man up mentality those guys are now focused on offense and defense to your point and somebody yeah. who was maybe third on the depth chart would focus solely on special teams. That was their way to make an impact in the game. Now, all of a sudden, their Alameda Zacchaeus is your starting wide receiver. He's your number one receiver in this game. Before, special teams was really his kind of MO to make, make an impact. And, and that's just a trickle down of injuries that you really feel throughout the season. Uh, and special teams is definitely an overlooked part of that. Um, so. Special teams unit for the Falcons. You guys are on notice. <laughs> let's let's uh, let's clean it up during the bye week and make sure that doesn't happen while you hopefully look to make a run uh, following the bye week. Um, before we get out of here, Ovi, let's do a real quick look around the NFC South. I mentioned that the Falcons now at two and three are just one game behind both Carolina and New Orleans, who are three and two. Um, Carolina lost today to the Eagles, so now they've dropped two in a row after starting. Um, three and zero, and New Orleans beat Washington, so they are three and two. Tampa Bay obviously atop the division at four and one, um, but seems like the Falcons are going to be able to make up some ground here. Uh, Carolina, New Orleans, New Orleans especially doesn't seem like they are as locked in as a lot of people expected. Maybe coming into the season when Jameis was lighting it up during preseason, they seem kind of beatable. Carolina uh, obviously got off to a really hot start this year. Um, but now without Christian McCaffrey, they seem a little bit beatable as well. Uh, the Falcons will have yep. Carolina as their second game after the bye week. Um, what do you, what do you make of the NFC South so far? I can't wait to play, um, the Panthers and the Saints. I'm really excited to kind of test our, um, new Falcons against 
people were going to see year in, year out, multiple times yeah. uh, each year. I, I make that um, we are able to compete. Uh, when last year, you, you knew that it's not even a chance with Drew Brees. With James Winston, he's the grab bag. <laughs> he can pull out something great, pull out something not so great. And yeah. After that five-touchdown start, I'm like, oh, my God, James Winston is the real deal. Then he's kind of come <laughs> back down to earth and showed us that he's he still does. able to give us classic Jameis and um, that that makes me feel good that our Falcons running on full cylinders and all our cylinders can still win. And you're right about the uh, Panthers. Without Christian McCaffrey, they're a man, not a machine. They're, 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 they're actually you know, like the Russian. They, they will bleed if you hit them hard enough. I, I'm, I'm all about um, seeing this matchup play out on the field. So I feel good. I feel good. But again, it doesn't really matter because they're not going to win the <sighs> division because the Bucks got that. But still, as far as racking up wins just to – get that uh, other spot, we'll be good. Yeah, it's the reason why I expected the Falcons, if they were going to compete at all, would be a wild card spot because I wasn't as high on New Orleans kind of coming out this season, I think, as a lot of people were. I was higher on Carolina than most, but I, I really thought it would be a fight for kind of that second spot. And I think whoever comes out second in the NFC South because they do get to play the NFC East, uh, would have a chance to kind of sneak in as a wild card team. Um, so my last question for you, Ovi, before we get out of here, as a former player, what would be your mentality? What would you want going into this bye week? Do you want a week to really kind of emphasize the playbook, come up with more creative scheming, figure this out? Let's keep the momentum going. We have been trending in the right direction each week. Let's really use this week to get better. Or is this a week that you want? You just want to take take off, get some mental relaxation, some physical relaxation, get healthy. I mean, does it does it impact it that it comes in week six? Like that's really early just to be like, hey, I'm going to the Bahamas for a week yeah. just to, to chill on the beach and not do anything. This is early for that. I mean, I would almost think that you would want to say, let's keep working, let's get better because we need to make a run the second half. But as a player, how would you approach that? You're right. It's, it's very early. This is uh, you know, too early to go one, two, three Cancun. We, we can't take that you know, vacation that maybe some <laughs> other teams are doing well. You know, it's funny. Even the teams that are doing well because they're doing well. They're not doing this because they feel like this is a, a, a season that they have something to play for. Maybe the teams who, who are 0 and Four or zero and five or zero and six. They're like, all right, they're, they're going to <laughs> the hang out, drink a beer, get fat, you know. Um, but but I think the Falcons, because we do have a chance to compete, we can't be having guys uh, uh, relax too much. Now, now get healthy. You can get healthy. You can get in the training room, but you have to be locked in, dialed in, and be a, a film monster. You have to be just. Uh, mm-hmm. You can't play. Uh, during that week is the bye week. So all you can do is watch film. You, I, I, I don't think uh, coaches, especially now, are going to be hitting too much. They're not going to have the contact there because we're, we're depleted, you know, uh, on offense and on defense. You know, guys like you know, Isaiah Oliver, injury reserve, uh, Eric Harris, Avery Williams, you know, they're, they're ruled yep. out for the game. We, we want to get all of our pieces back. And to do that, we've got to play smart. So not to treat everyone with baby gloves, but you can't get new injuries during the bye weeks, which I've seen happen before. You know, coaches want to really wrap things up and we're not playing a game. Let's have a mock game. That was yeah. A terrible idea in Baltimore. We had a mock game through the bye week and we went super hard. Tackle guys to the ground. Belichick guys style. Were hurt. Yeah, I was Brian Bill trying to be all rough and tough and it was a terrible idea. We never did it uh, again, but we need to be able to Focus on technique, focus on details, focus on the basics, and get better at, I think, uh, what, what makes us great as a team uh, at a foundational level. And if we do that and get healthy, I think it's the way to go. I, I completely agree. I think that a lot of film study, a lot of team meeting room, going over the playbook again, installing new stuff, that's actually, I think, the yeah. biggest benefit um, of this week six by is for the coaching staff. because. It's like learning how to drive a new car, right? The driver has to adjust to the car just as much as kind of the car has to adjust to the driver. And the coaches now have a much better feel for the players at their disposal. 
coming into the season, nobody would have predicted Corderell Patterson would be like the biggest threat on this offense. But now yeah. we know he is. Arthur Smith has a week off to just kind of figure out what to do with Corderell Patterson next. And that yeah. is the biggest Ooh. benefit for this bye week is the coaching staff gets to kind of hunker down in their laboratory and say, okay, what do we do with Kyle Pitts now? What do we do yeah. with Mike Davis? What do we do with Corderell Patterson? Figure that out. Dean Pease, now you know your guys a little bit more. So I expect them to come out of the bye week looking a lot different, just kind of schematically, offensively and defensively than they did going into it. And that's exciting as hell, dude. I mean, you, you go into this bye week winning a game, you're two and three. If anything, the fan base has just wanted to be two and three for so long because you've been zero and five for the past like three years. Yeah. And yeah, just to not be out of it by Halloween is a godsend. And oh, it just feels so good to go into a bye week with a with a win, Does. right? <laughs> Does. Oh my gosh, night day. It's uh, such a good day. Um, all right, Ovi, you got anything else before we uh, we get out of here? No, sir, man. I'm uh, excited for the bye week. Uh, to get some rest and let's find a way to get with some wins. Yes, absolutely. I think so. The plan uh, still is for you and I maybe to uh, record still on Thursday, throw something out on Friday, just about the state of the team heading into the bye. Any news that's popped up um, may have a couple guests on. And, and make it something a little bit fun. Um, but we will not have a show next Sunday because obviously there's not a game. Um, so look for us on Friday and then it will be a full week until we are back to then preview the Falcons trip to Miami to play the Dolphins. Um, but as always, today's episode was presented by Bet Online for Ovi Mahaley. I'm Will McFadden. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please let everybody know. And as always, take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.